Welcome to Fresh Off the Set. I'm Carrie Hawker Diaz. And I'm Sarah Jenkins. I'm so excited to podcast with you today. I know. We haven't done it in a while. It's fun. I love these podcasts. We always have really great topics to go over. And today, I think it's really relevant to us as moms. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Okay, so we're talking, um, I, I interviewed Kylie Ann. She's a coach for moms. Um, her Instagram page is Kylie Ann Coaching. Um, it's hard out there for moms. It is rough out there, yes. And before I was ever a mom, you hear all these anecdotal stories. You hear, dare I say, stereotypes. But a lot of them are really true, you know? I, I And I think the number one is guilt, right? I feel a lot of guilt. It's hard being yeah. a working mom and just trying to do it all. Yeah, <laughs> it's hard to escape that. I feel, well, I feel lots of guilt being a mom. But I think the most right now I have a five-year-old is not being present when mm-hmm. I am with her. I will be kind of like checking works emails or you know like social media or be like thinking about something else when she's wanting to play and just you know be with me and I then after I feel so guilty that I'm not just present what about you do you go through that with your twins totally I completely can relate on that and I feel like there's so many instances where you just feel guilty and the thing that I try to do um, just the other night it had been a long day with my twin girls they're about to be a year and my husband and I they were kind of settling down And one of them just started having this giggle fit. And it was so, so cute. (laughs) But we had just started the show we had been looking forward to all week. And my husband was kind of like, can you make her, like, you know, simmer down a little bit? And I just looked at him, and I'm not always this zen about it, but I was like, look at her. She's never going to be this age again. And so I fight trying to, those feelings of guilt with being like, okay, I'll never have this moment again. So it's tough. It's tough. Oh, that's so true. When you just want to like sit down at the end of the night and watch a show, you know, you tuck the kids in bed and then they're up. Plus, by the way, once your twins get a little older, they're going to find every excuse in the book to come up with to not go to bedtime. Oh, I bet. <laughs> so I get ready like for that. <laughs> I need a drink. I'm oh, I, there's a dinosaur in my closet. <laughs> oh, you forgot to read this book. Every excuse in the book. But you know what? When it comes down to it, they're only little ones. They are, absolutely. And I think that I love hearing other moms who have really good advice or different experiences and kind of how they navigate all of these different chapters, you know, because yeah. it is tough. It takes a village. <laughs> it totally does. And Kylie Ann talks a little bit about how she has system set up and she breaks that down and it made so much sense I can't believe I hadn't thought of it before uh so it's this is a really valuable podcast for I mean not even you don't even necessarily have to be a mom right just anybody to organize your life and uh she just makes things easier she breaks it down once again it's Kylie and coaching I'm excited to introduce you to her so should we take a listen yes can't wait let's do it Hi, I'm Carrie Hawker Diaz, and I am so excited to introduce our guest of the day today. Her name is Kylie Ann, Kylie Ann Coaching, really on Instagram. She's a certified coach teaching women mindset systems, strategy, and business while raising a family, which is all so important. Kylie, welcome to the show. Hello, thanks for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Of course. Okay, let's start with maybe gratitude journals. I feel like in a world of social media, we're sitting back and we're watching everybody's highlight reels and everything looks perfect. And we may think, why are we not there? Why are we not doing this? But really gratitude comes in and can help that to remember what you have. What are gratitude journals? Yeah, that's such a good question. So a couple years ago, I kind of, I listened to a podcast or maybe an audio book and I was like, oh, gratitude journals, I should try that. You know, I should just get into it. And so I started just every day writing 10 things that I was grateful for. And about four days later, my entire world got flipped upside down. This was the end of 2019. And it was just like, 
my parents' divor- unexpected divorce, and then my sister, twin sister had a brain um, tumor, and then my husband decided to stay home and, like, switch jobs, and so I was the breadwinner, and then COVID hit, and then all the things that came with COVID. Oh, man, you had a rough, like, It was just, like, there. crazy, and w- while I was going through each of these really big things, I had that 10-day, every single day gratitude journal, and it was really good because um, it helped me stay in perspective, like, of, okay... I am doing good things. Mm-hmm. Good things are happening. It's not all just crap, you know? And that's kind of where our world feels like feels like right now is like everything's crazy. Everything's chaos. But at the end of the day, when I write down 10 things, I'm like, okay, inside these walls, we have this. Or like, I did this good thing for that's my That's what kids. I was going to ask you. Like specifically, what, what can people write down? Yeah, like so I'm thankful for the fact that I have bread yeah, on no, my counter. Like specifically like that, right? Some days during all that chaos, especially during COVID, it was like, I'm grateful that... I have a house that I can breathe, that uh, we can go outside today, that um, my kids can play with each other because a lot of kids are at home alone, you know, things like that. Mm -hmm. Like there's always something. And that's what I learned. Even when you're having the worst day of your life, there's like at least 10 things that you can be like, okay, but I'm breathing, but my kids are healthy, stuff like that. Oh, that's so good. That's so good. Just reminders of there really are good things. You just have to look for Mm -hmm. it. And gratitude makes you feel better. I think it it takes away that anxiety when you're having anxiety to Mm -hmm. say, you know what? I'm grateful for this. And it makes you, it calms you down a little Mm -hmm. bit. At least for me, it does. Mm -hmm. Um, So a journal. So maybe like get a notebook, Mm -hmm. a separate notebook, keep it by your bedside or where did you keep it? Yeah. So for me, I have just one notebook. It's just a plain notebook and I just write 10 things. And then I also write kind of everything that I want to vent about and I scribble it out underneath so that I can be like, let's release all the crap and then focus on the 10 things. And it's not to just say like the the crap doesn't matter, but it's like, I don't want to carry it around with me. Like I want to leave it here and then focus on like the things that bring me back to perspective that like all life isn't bad. Yeah. There is something to be said about putting something on paper, whether mm-hmm. it's like your goals, your dreams, your something you're grateful about, like we're just saying, or even just like stuff that you're carrying around that's negative that you mm-hmm. don't want it with you. Just write it down and then cross it out. I love yes. that. Kylie, yes. that's really yes. good. And then that probably carries into mom guilt, mm-hmm. the stuff we don't want to carry around sometimes where it's no matter what we do, you can't win. Let's talk yeah. about mom guilt. Yeah, mom guilt is the craziest thing that, like, I didn't really understand until I became a mom. And mm-hmm. it's like, we have, like, the good guilt that's like, oh, I just yelled at my kid. I need to go say sorry. You know, like, that helps us. It teaches us. But then we have the shame that's like, I'm not enough for my kid. I'm never doing enough. We just had St. Patrick's Day come up, you know? And all these moms are like, oh, my gosh, I'm terrible. I didn't do the leprechaun thing. I didn't do the trap. I didn't do all the things that all okay. these other moms are doing. I didn't know that was a thing. Right? And, I mean, I have a five-year-old, and on social media I started seeing moms do these little cool like setups kind of like Easter or Mm -hmm. Christmas or whatever you know and I was like I didn't do that I feel horrible yes so that's a good example it's like that's a perfect example and it just happens every day especially with social media and how much is out there all the marketing that we're getting all the time and all of like the stuff we're seeing on tv shows and we're seeing from our friends we're just constantly feeling like we're not enough yep we're bad moms our kids deserve better and we get stuck in this like sabotage cycle of just feeling crappy all the time And so that's one thing that I really, really focus on with my coaching is like getting out of that because it's really just a mindset shift of like, okay, we're doing the best we can. At the end of the day, we did our best. We love our kids. We're learning lessons. They're learning lessons. And all these lessons are helping them be a better person, help us be a better person. And that's all we can offer as moms. Oh, that is such a good way to look at it because there's really nothing we can do about it sometimes. Sometimes you're going to have those feelings, but at the end of the day, if you just say, we did our best. Yeah. And it's hard as a working mom, I think, um, because 
the generation above us, most of us, we had a dad that worked and a mom that stayed at home, took care of the house, took care of the cleaning, took care of the kids, took care of everything. And then we're stepping into a different generation where either we love to work, which is me, or financially, like we need to work, uh, we need to have two income households with how expensive life is now. And so we were raised by a generation where the mom did everything for everyone. And then now we're doing that still, but also trying to work and balance that. And so that guilt comes in and it's like, oh, I'm not, I shouldn't work because I'm taking away from my kids. My kids deserve a mom that's there. And like, I think as a working mom, we get more of that mom guilt. And so I have to stop and ask, you know, the woman I'm working with, why are you working? And they're like, well, like, I love to work. I'm passionate about it. Or I need to provide financially. I'm like, okay, providing financially or working in something that you're passionate about, do you like? Like, how does that make you feel? And they're like, well, it makes you feel good. I'm like, okay, does feeling good help you be a better mom? And they're like, Mm. yeah. And they're like, oh, so why am I feeling guilty about this? Because the other thing is I work with the whole other side of the spectrum where they're like, I feel guilty that I'm home all day with my kids and I don't feel fulfilled by that. So either way, there's guilt on both sides of it. And so we got to stop. We just got to like cross it out. You know, either way, we're going to feel guilty. So there's no reason to. There's no reason to. We literally are just trying to do our best. It's, yep. uh, is there any way that you suggest to get over it if maybe we're having that day or week that we all have as parents? Any yeah. suggestions for us to be able to just maybe move through it? I don't know if we'll get mm-hmm. over it because it's going to be there sometimes that like move through it. Yeah, I think the biggest thing is that we have to recognize, and this is, we'll talk about this, I think, some more too with limiting beliefs, but we have to recognize that it's there. And because I think sometimes we, we don't even realize we're feeling the mom guilt. We're just like, uh, we're, we feel terrible about ourselves, you know? But if we recognize that it's there and we can stop it and be like, no, I'm doing my best and talk to ourselves and be like, give us our, our own affirmation. I'm doing the best that I can. I'm the best mom for my kids. I'm trying my best, and that's all I can offer. That's me on St. Patrick's Day. I, 10 p.m., Instacarted Lucky Charms. Did they get there in time? No, they didn't. They didn't get there in time. <laughs> and that's okay. It was okay. And then I poured powdered sugar and pennies on the counter, and my kids were stoked. And I was like, you know what? I did the best that I could. And the luck, the leprechaun weirdly came while they were at school with some luck, Lucky Charms, and it was all fine. But I didn't, I didn't even feel guilty. I just kind of laughed it off and like, yeah, I'm doing the best I can, and that's all I can offer. Well, and I think that sometimes we as moms, if we're not doing like the perfect thing or the perfect setup or the perfect day for them, we think that they're looking at us like, okay, mom, like yes. you're not doing enough. But really, if we're upset and we're holding on to that guilt and they can feel that with us, that's going to be actually worse than in, instead of just uh, going with the flow. 100%. I just, I just think that our kids deserve to have a mom that doesn't feel guilty about all the things that like goes to work and feels so, so happy to be there and then comes home and is so, so happy instead of just walking around feeling like they're never enough for anybody. Cause you can't be in two places at once. It's no. literally impossible. So, you know, whatever makes you happy, if that's staying home with the kids, go you. And if it's working, go you too, Exactly. you know, but just don't yeah. try not to hang on to it. Move through yes. it. Um, let's move to limiting beliefs. What is this? Yeah. Okay. So limiting beliefs are kind of like what we've already talked about a little bit, but it's like those fears and those doubts that stop us from like living our best lives. So it's that mom guilt, but it's also like the, oh, I can't start a business because I don't have any followers or I can't start a business because I uh, don't know what I'm doing or I can't do that because I can't afford it. Or, you know, we stop ourselves before we even start. And it's something that I've noticed as I've been coaching. That's probably the biggest thing that holds women back is just our own like like, uh, I can't do that because of X, Y, and Z. These stories in yeah. our head that we build yes. up for ourselves. Exactly. And I think 
um, it's becoming way, way more prevalent uh, with social media and seeing other people's successes and other people we see like, oh, they have 20,000 followers and they have a success, successful, successful business. That means I have to have 20,000 followers to have a successful business, mm-hmm. which is not true. But we equal out, we like compare ourselves and then say that equals that. And we don't see any other way to get there. And those limiting beliefs are stopping so many women from doing what they feel called to do because they just feel like eh, they already did it or I don't have those skills, so I can't either. We do a lot of comparing as humans, mm-hmm. and it's easy to do with social media because it's right in front of you. Yep, exactly. If, if someone is telling themselves these stories, which we all do, is there anything that you could suggest for people to be able to move forward through that and maybe just ignore those stories that yes, for some yes. reason we make up? So I, I do this through journaling, but you don't even have to journal to do this. But um, when I'm struggling with something like, say, like today, I was a little nervous because I haven't done in-person stuff in a few years with COVID. So I'm coming out here to Salt Lake. There are like bikes and people and pedestrians. I'm in like little country town, it seems like. Well, and we're in downtown Salt Lake in the middle of it. Yeah, and it's like chaos and like the parking situation. And I'm like, I easily could have been like, oh, okay, I can't do this. I'm not comfortable. Like I, I wanted to. And instead, I was like, okay, is this true? Like, is, am I going to mess up just because I'm in person? No, I do this all the time. I have a podcast. I interview on podcasts. I've spoken on stage to 2,000 women. Like, why am I freaking out? You know, and I had to, like, talk myself through it. So you always, first you have to recognize, like, what's going on here? And then second, like, ask yourself questions. Is this true? What's the worst that can happen? And kind of, like, flip it. Like, okay, if I do mess up, oh, they can edit it. Oh, they won't air it. You know, if I really botch this interview, they're not going to air it. And it's fine. <laughs> and so Which just, you're doing amazing, by the way. <laughs> so you don't need to worry about good. that. And so we have to re- reframe it and like ask ourselves, like, how can we do this? Or, or what can we do? Like, if we don't have the Instagram followers, how can we get them? Or how else can we grow a business that doesn't require Instagram followers? And, and just kind of like explore the different ways and then reframe it with an affirmation. Like, I am going to do a great job because I've done this a million times before and they have, you know, I can have notes and there will be professionals there and it'll be great. And, you know, we just have to really consciously challenge our thoughts. Because if you let them just go, sometimes they get crazy. They do. They get, (laughs) our thoughts get crazy. And I don't know why, because, you know, we believe in ourselves or we want to at least, but something, you know, in our head is telling us all these things that aren't true. They're lies. So I love that limiting belief. So just kind of changing how you're thinking of it because mm-hmm. the brain is such a powerful thing. Um, that probably goes into work-life balance a little bit. We kind of touched on that, but with being maybe a stay-at-home mom, maybe a working mom, how do we balance that the best way? Because it's never going to be perfect. Yes. And I'm glad you said that because that's the first thing with balance is it's never perfect ever. It's always like a little crazy here and a little bit less here and then it switches and it, there's such an ebb and flow with being a working mom or or a mom in general the seasons change as far as like the seasons of life newborn to toddler to big kid to teenager and the seasons of the year we've got the school season and the sports seasons and all of that so that's the first thing is knowing that it's never going to be perfect mm-hmm. but there are tools that we can use um Number one, you're not the only person that has to do everything. I think we, like I said earlier with the generation thing, we were raised by women, strong women that did it all. And they still do it all. Like my grandma, my mom, they do a lot for everyone. And I'm just like, oh my goodness, like I can't do that. Like we can't, like we're sacrificing so much of ourselves for that. Um, We have so many tools and 
things to help. So outsource, that's number two, is find other people to come in and to help you, whether it's a mother's helper, a babysitter, someone to come help deep clean the house, or maybe it's Instacart to have your groceries delivered so you don't have to go grocery shopping. You're not doing everything alone. exactly. And so I think that's a major thing is like using the tools that we have in this day and age because life is different than it was 20 years ago, 30 years ago, 40 years ago, 50 years ago. And we have to adapt to that and realize like there's so much more going on and we need all the help that we can get. Well, I think we need to remember people want to help genuinely, you know, like nobody wants anybody to suffer. So if we don't know, if somebody isn't asking, we may think it's a burden to someone to say, hey, is there any way my kids could come over for a play date or, you know, that would give you an hour of peace of mind or something, you know, we don't, we don't know if you don't ask. So we need to remember too, this probably happens with dads because Mm -hmm. dads are rock stars. They're stay at home dads or dads Mm -hmm. that go to work. So probably both moms and dads, how can our spouses help with a good work-life balance if one person is feeling the stress? Yeah, that's a great question. I just think that in any relationship, you have to have like a team. It can't just be one person holding the whole load and the other person, you know, just doing their job and then coming home and like, oh, it was a hard day. Because whoever's at home, they're also working all day in, in their own way. And we're also in a different day and age where women are working and doing the household stuff and doing the cleaning and doing the stuff. And dads are working and doing the cleaning and doing the, like, it's different than it used to be. And I think as fast as we can catch up to that, where both of us are responsible, like for everything, my husband's done the dishes, probably most of our entire marriage. And that's Mostly because he's OCD and he has like triple rinse. <laughs> it's funny you said that my husband's the same way. Well, he likes to stack his dishwasher. I call it his because yes, exactly. <laughs> it kind of is. He he has like a certain he has a method to the madness, right? So I'm thankful for that that he does kind of like take control of that. Yeah, and so you have to figure out how it works in your relationship. I know some people who are like, I do all the inside chores, they do all the outside chores, or someone who's like, I do they do the kitchen, I do the bathrooms, and you just like divide it up, but just know that it's not it's not supposed to be all on you. Like you've built this life together, the house is yours together, the children are yours together, and split up those responsibilities so it's not all weighing on one person. And this goes for dads too. I know a lot of dads that are in the situation where they come home from work and then they're responsible for all of the things after and they're tired. We have to be a team about it. Yeah. And thank goodness if you know if we're great I mean if we're lucky mm-hmm. enough to have that team member to be able to like split that up that's that makes it a lot yeah. easier but that's that makes that makes me breathe a little easier because you always just think oh I have to do it all and we just put that pressure on ourselves but really you know it's a team and my husband's wonderful too but it's uh I think we do that to ourselves don't you think yes we do and I wanted to speak to that a little bit too because if you're not in a relationship that is that team yet first of all work towards it you know like hey I'm overwhelmed I need help but second there's other ways you can get that help maybe it's you work a few hours doing what you love and then you hire someone to help come clean like you know or trading or asking you know a teenager in your neighborhood to come help with something or you don't have to do it alone just because you don't have a partner that's able to help or willing to help or even around to help like we have to have a team in life and a village Like, it's important. It takes a village and a team. I love that. Yes, even if you don't have that situation currently, still reach out to people because they want to help. We want to be there. Is that mostly what you 
coach moms about or what, what are you finding people are struggling the most with right now? So that outsourcing is huge and just like growing their team. But also the other thing that's really, really important is having systems um, in your business, in your life. Like I have a system for how laundry comes out of the dryer. I have a system for how I answer emails. I have a system for um, what I'm posting on social media. Okay. And when you say system, do you mean like protocol? Like there's a, there's like yeah, steps. There's like steps. So like, for example, when the clothes come out of the laundry, they are divided by person instantly. So then when I need to fold a basket, I just take one kid's basket. Some people do just a load of laundry at a time, like just their sons and then just their daughters. But for me, that's so much easier than digging through 17 loads of laundry and having to sort for 20 minutes. You know, it's just so stuff like that. With emails, I have templates for every question anyone's ever asked me. What's your pricing? What's your availability? What's your whatever? <laughs> so I'm never Our typing producer the same Mackenzie's in here, but she's going, ah, she probably already has that, actually. She's very organized, so she probably can do this. She is doing the same thing. Yes, That's a good it's idea. Just, it's just uh, the tasks that you're going to do more than once, it needs to have a system so you don't have to reinvent it every single time that you're doing it. So you have like an automatic reply that goes out because you get a lot of the same questions. Mm-hmm. That's a good, good mm-hmm. way. What else do you have systems for? I'm so oh interested gosh, in I have this. systems for literally every, people think I'm crazy. How many kids do you have? I have three. three. I have three kids. What are their ages? My oldest is nine. My second is seven and my youngest is four. And I've been a business owner for 11 years. So, so I've had to busy. juggle this, all of this craziness for the last decade. And so I've learned if you don't have systems, life is just chaotic. You know, if you don't, when my kids come home, they have their five chores and then they can go play and do whatever. And I outsource to my kids all the worst chores. Bathroom garbages, that's the worst chore ever. <laughs> the I worst. hate that chore. <laughs> I agree with you. Unloading the dishwasher. Like I've taught them from a very young age, the worst chores. And I feel like, yeah, if you don't have your husband around or you don't have a partner, or you don't have someone use your kids. They can, my four-year-old can handle the dishwasher. He's, he's good at That's it too. incredible. Yeah. I really love this. It's incredible. Okay. What about, I feel like one of the big stressors of just running a life and a family and work and everything during the week is figuring out what to do for dinner. Oh, do you yeah. have a system for dinners? Okay. So I first have to disclaim this before my husband listens and is like, you never cook dinner. <laughs> I'm very bad at dinner, but I do have a system in that I have a list of like everything like Okay, so every meal that I can make with chicken, every meal that I can make with beef, every meal that I can make with whatever that my kids like. And so then when I, at the end of the day, when you're like, what are we going to make? I look in the fridge. Okay, we have chicken. I have these five options. And so Ooh, in a, a little bit, it does take the stress off. I've also used HelloFresh, Hello Fresh, which I love, um, Instacart. And that goes back to saying, like, have yes. assistance, get help. Yes, exactly. So, you don't have so to when do things it are yourself. really busy, that HelloFresh comes in handy. That's a really good idea. Okay. So tell everyone what you can, if, if we have, you know, women thinking I need some help and I need Kylie to assist me, tell me what you can help women with. Yeah. So my specialty is just like empowering women in their roles as business owners and, and as mothers. I have been able to grow a multiple six figure business while raising kids, while the diaper changes and sleepless nights and you know, all the ebbs and flows of raising kids. And I want to help other people do the same because I think a lot of us hold off our dreams until our kids are gone. And then we don't know what we even like anymore mm-hmm. and we lose ourselves. And so I work with a lot of women that are like, okay, I want to start a business, but I'm not sure how to balance it all. And they go from, eh, I don't know if I should even do this because my husband thinks I should stay at home with the kids to making $6,000 a month to making $10,000 a month and more. And it's just really, really rewarding because these you know, these women just think, okay, now that I'm a mom, that's all I am. Mm -hmm. 
but then they find themselves again, and then they are more alive with their kids than they were before because, you know, the piece of them that they put away is back. Oh, yeah, just because you're a mom, which is a great thing. You know, it's a wonderful thing. If, if you're a mother, you're blessed um, to be a mom, but um, don't forget about yourself. Remember, yep. you still have dreams and things. You still have you. If people want to get a hold of you, Kylie, where can we reach you? The best place is on Instagram, Kylie Ann Coaching. That's where I hang out the most. Okay. Yep. Which I follow you, and you're fun to follow. She, she has a lot of ideas and cute things that she posts, too. Okay, um, at the end of the interview, I like to do what I call a fresh vibe real quick. I'm going to just ask you questions. Um, it's brunch. What do you order? Ooh, omelet. Oh, she knew right away. Omelet. <laughs> favorite one. holiday? Christmas. Christmas. Your least favorite food? Oh, that's a hard one. Um, Is there I'm not that you're very like, picky, uh, I don't like it. Maybe coconut. I don't really love that. Coconut. Okay, I could get that. It's kind of chewy sometimes, yeah. right? Um, what never fails to make you laugh? Oh, t- what is funny uh, to you? TikTok. Oh my gosh, it's so <laughs> funny. People are hilarious on TikTok. It is funny. By the way, if you don't follow our Fresh Living TikTok page, you're <laughs> you need to because we think we think we're pretty funny. It's it's pretty fun. Um, what are you most excited about in life right now? Spring. Oh my gosh, this warm weather is so happy. It is happy. We're finally getting sun here in Utah. Okay, that was good. You th- you thought that you wouldn't be able to think of those I off know, the top of your nervous. head real quick. That was really good. Okay, um, one more time, Kylie. Where can we get a hold of you? Kylie Ann Coaching. K-Y-L-E-E-A-N-N Coaching. Okay, great. Thank you for this valuable podcast. You gave us a lot of really great information. Please reach out to her if you need any assistance or need help. She's amazing. And um, thank you for listening to Fresh Off the Set. Please rate, review, and subscribe. And we will see you next week. Congrats, you made it to the end. If you want to continue to freshen up your day, you can watch us on Fresh Living every weekday on CBS Channel 2 in Utah at 1 o'clock. You can also watch us on our YouTube channel, KUTV Fresh Living, and follow us on social media. We will see you next week.